All right, this is Sugi here with Squad Tactica at the Nova Open 2019, and we are hanging out with Stiff Neck Studios, Games and Gears, and just talking about, and Chapter of Hope, yeah. talking a lot about painting stuff. So we hang out, we hung out at Depticon, we first met, yes. and then ever since then, uh, there's been a lot of stuff coming out of Games Workshop. You guys have done a lot of painting. So tell me a little bit about the last couple months between these two cons and what you've been working on. Well, so Adepticon's been nuts, and uh, since then, I've been busy, busy, but I, we also had Gen Con going on, so uh, in personal life, I had a baby um, <laughs> four days before Adepticon, so <laughs> after, after we left, it was good to spend actual time with a newborn, and uh, then we had to move across country, mm -hmm. but a lot of painting, a lot of big projects, with dwarves and all sorts of stuff. Um, we've been working on... Uh, Chapters of Hope, I got that finished up and sent off. So Chapters of Hope is Nova Open's organization. And it's, it's our like little sub-organization. It's a partnership between different artists. Mm -hmm. And so this year we did um, four different armies. And it's all in one bundle pack. So we did a Imperial Fist Army, an Imperial Guard Army, a big tank heavy with a Bane Blade. Uh, we did a Custodus Army. And I personally did a demon army. So yeah. it's four armies in one, but if you think about it, it's really five armies in one, because it's four 40k armies and an Age of Sigmar army with the oh, demons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's uh, an all-in-one bundle that, that went uh, for the charity raffle. Mm -hmm. So one person is going to spend $8 on a ticket and go home or have sent to them four full 40k armies cases and game mats. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where do it's I get in on this? $8 a ticket right up on, on the website or uh, uh, right upstairs. But it's, it's, it's a really good organization and it's cool too because it's not just Nova attendees that can donate. Mm -hmm. You can enter these raffles online. Yeah. So I've been showing to my friends, my friends back home in Massachusetts, they're in North Carolina. I talk to them, I'm like, hey, you're not going to Nova? <laughs> you want to win four armies? Yeah, all right. Just go online, and uh, we've been able to raise a lot of money. Last year, the Chapters of Hope, they did an ultramarine army. Mm -hmm. So it was massive. It was everything you could possibly think of for an ultramarine army. And that was cool, but it was for like one person got an ultramarine's army. So this year we wanted to be like, you know, you get an army, your, your friend gets an army, <laughs> your friend's wife gets an army, and your friend's wife's mother gets an army. <laughs> so it's bam, four armies. It's instant gaming club. Yeah. So it was a really good project to work out. And uh, I think we, we already were at the we were at the charity uh, the artist dinner last night, and we're already like, all right, what's next year? What are we doing? We're ready to go. I'm like, right, because because we've submitted that stuff a few months ago to the, the organization, and uh, I'm all like, what are we doing next? And I think uh, I think it may be a little Age of Sigmar stuff. Oh, oh. Ooh, yeah. So we did 40k this year. I mean, the demons were were um, were uh, a part of um, you know Age of Sigmar, but. I think we, this year we want to flip the tables a bit and do mm -hmm. some Age of Sigmar stuff. Maybe some. We had a lot of uh, kill teams that were in addition to the four armies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my buddy Joe, uh, Joe Papa Bear, he did a beautiful, beautiful Death Watch uh, little kill team there. It's gorgeous. We had another like fully customized Nurgle kill team that oh. had like different things going on up there. Yes. But uh, I think so. Our idea next year might be some Age of Sigmar armies. Warcry? Some Warcry, Warcry teams okay. for sure added okay. on to them. All right. But I think uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're still in chat, so this is, this is very new stuff. We're, we're, we're discussing and planning on how we can best help out the community 
and uh, hook some people up with some awesome armies for the for the charity raffle. Mm -hmm. But I think Age of Sigmar might be in. We got RMC Gaming mm -hmm. uh, doing awesome 3D printing stuff. They did uh, the big uh, sword, um, oh, Abaddon sword. Yeah, so that's all part of Chapters of Hope. Oh. All, we're all one team of artists that, that do awesome work for the charity. Um, but the, he did the big, the big um, sword for Abaddon sword, mm -hmm. and um, and Alex Alex Good, who's a, who's the head on um, Chapters of Hope, he painted it up. So that's all us. All, a lot of the stuff in there is, it's it's all Chapters of Hope. Okay. So like we have a Facebook page, and so you can see kind of what we're working yeah, on. Yeah. And we don't just do we don't just do Nova. We're gonna do stuff for the Adepticon charities. We're gonna be doing stuff for Dragonfall, which is a new convention happening in. Um, the Illinois area. Okay. Um, so I did a kill team for them. Okay. I did a nice Nurgle kill team, and I was like, I'm gonna. Somebody's getting that for that uh, charity. So if you're in that area and you want to go to a convention, there'll be a, a kill team for that. Um, but I, I did a Nurgle kill team, a 10-man squad. So it's like uh, all just playing Marines, no Pox Walkers. But I was like, I don't want to use green. So that was my uh, doing the charities is a fun event because as a commission painter you, 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 you're told hey paint these this way paint these this way with the charity I get the, the leeway to kind of do what I want so that's why I love working with them so I did a, I did no green on the kill team uh, I, I did it mainly white with accents of orange and purple so it's a little different something different and somebody's gonna win that and that, that money's going to uh, inner city kids in Chicago so okay but, so I've been working with that. I've, I've gotten that kill team off and send off. And uh, just been been busy painting, working, <laughs> doing my thing. So last time when we hung out at Adepticon, we talked a little bit about uh, what composes a brush. Right. Uh, so this time I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, using the brush, the application, because people are, you know, we talked to Miniac, we talked to you, we talked to a lot of different painters, Sam, Lenz, sure. and they're, you know, we were all kind of getting about, learning about what a brush is, what you're looking for in a brush, because people are always asking, you know, what should I buy, where should I go, and, you know, Games and Gears is an excellent brush, uh, Army Painter has an excellent brush, but they're all from, you know, uh, Games Workshop has good brushes, but they all do different things. Right. But once you have your brush, they all need to be applied to the model. So um, can you talk a little about technique and how to utilize what brushes you have, even if it's just you know, a standard Hobby Lobby or Walmart brush because you're just getting started? Right. So, um, I mean, the main thing is you need control. You, nothing's more frustrating than the, the boink. I think, I think there's any... That, that's the easiest way to describe it. I, I hope the listeners understand. They can't see my finger twitch up, but uh, the boink. We all know what the boink is. And that's the most frustrating thing in the entire world as an artist. You go to paint, you got your brush cleaned off in the, in the water pot, got it on your palette, you got a little paint going in. You go to you go to do right as you're applying that paintbrush, and you get the boink. And you're like, I hate my life. This is the worst thing in the world. I got the boink. I guess that's the best way to describe it. So any 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 brush that doesn't do the boink is good, you because know, that's that's just a nightmare. But uh, you know the games and gears brushes are what I like to use. Uh, I'm, my my favorite brushes that they make are, are probably. The, the number one synthetic because it's just a workhorse and that's most of the time I start with that and I I'm doing the whole thing with that it's just, mm -hmm. I like a brush that has a good a good body to it mm -hmm. so it holds a lot of paint but it has a nice tip that I can get in there and do the details and that, that's that's pretty much what I'm looking for yep. the number one does it for me when I'm trying to get into details I usually switch to the double zero yep but um 
they do a couple of weird things that I like. The vehicle brush is insane as far as applying paint in a nice, smooth, even surface. Like, it's key. Yeah. Like, uh, and the airbrush is great and I love it, but sometimes you need to get in there and you need to paint an area. Yeah. With it, with uh, with with the, the smoothness of applying an airbrush, so I, I like that. But it, the boink, anything that's non-boink, <laughs> every painter, everyone who sat and tried to paint something, especially when you're using like a two-dollar hobby store brush, knows knows what the boink is. So. I might have to make that into a T-shirt. Yeah, it's the boink. <laughs> the boink. <laughs> that, that, that's that's coin. That's my trademark turn now. Avoid, oh, boom, avoid boom. the boink. <laughs> avoid the. <laughs> Avoid the noise. Right. Two things to avoid. So, how can a painter gain that skill of, of what you were saying, avoiding the boink, and getting to apply the appropriate amount of you know pressure mm -hmm. using your brush? Because some people um, may or may not have experience. Some people's hands may or may not be very steady. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different people in the world with different skill levels of using a brush, but is there a, a uh, practice or a technique to kind of learn how to keep your hand comfortable and steady across your painting? Yeah, it's just paint every day. Or paint as much as you possibly can. Okay. Even if it's if it's a half an hour a day that you can, you can put into it, or an hour or two a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just like anything else. If I want to play the trumpet, i got to sit there and practice playing the trumpet. Um, and you can have some great tools, and those will help you. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to have good brushes. Um, but it, it's the most important thing is experience and time. Sit in there and painting and keeping at it. If, you know, paint for a year. See how you like it. Okay. If it's like you, you can go either way. Like this isn't really. I'm not really getting satisfaction from this. Maybe move on to something else. Okay. But paint for a year. See how you're like. Is this what I want to do with my time? Mm -hmm. Look at what you've done in that year compared to what you started with. Like keep everything and compare it and go like. Wow, I progressed this much in a year. Mm -hmm. Imagine what five years is going to do to that time. Wow, yeah. Imagine what ten years is going to do. I think about, I mean, I've been really heavily painting every day as my thing for about the past ten years. Mm -hmm. And I look at the difference of where I started <laughs> back with some Lehman Russes ten years ago and painting up Yarrick, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I thought it was amazing then. I'm Now I have the opportunity to paint Warlord Titans and all sorts of cool yeah. stuff. I'm doing freehand now. Like, imagine me 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. Like, five years from now. I'm like, excited that, to that's, see that. That's, that's what drives me. It's like, I, I can't wait to see five years from now what I'm doing or 10 years from now. So just, it's all about practice. Every minute you put into it, you're getting better in your practicing. So you just got to keep it up. Um, and that's just going to help you with your brush control, help with your hand, getting to know viscosity of paints and what's the right a way to thin them down. That's all just stuff that takes time and effort. You, you just got to put it in. To so put a year into it, mm -hmm. see how you feel about it. Either keep going from it or maybe play the piano or play, <laughs> play the trumpet. Play trumpet? <laughs> yeah, play the trumpet. That's a good hobby. So but. we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, times when you get to decide a paint scheme for an army. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, where do you draw inspiration from? Because even myself, there's times where I'll buy a new Kill Team or Warcry Horde, and I look at that and I go, I, I'm not going to paint the standard color, but I'm not really sure what I want to paint this model. So I'm a, I'm a huge like box art guy. Like I oh. love like ultramarines. Like I love them. Um, 
to a point. Like if I've done it over and over again that way, then I might want to switch things up. Like with the Death Guard, yeah. I painted Death Guard plenty green with you know all that. So I did want. I felt like mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. I just did a kill team personally for myself, like two weeks before I did the one for Dragonfall. So I was like, all right, let me mix it up. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm very like, I love box art. <laughs> I love things like I like my Blood Angels blue. I mean, uh, my oh, Blood Angels red. Wait a minute, wait a minute. My Ultramarines wait. blue. Uh, I'm working on my own personal army. I have like, I really am not into like kit bash and conversion. I'm very standard box art kind of person. <laughs> I'm the whole drive down to Nova though. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm gonna work on. I, I it was all the gears were turned into my head. Cause yeah. There's nothing to do on the road. I was like, I'm going to do my own chapter now. Like it's about time. Okay. Okay. For me to be like, this is this is my thing. I'm gonna put my time and effort and love into it. Uh, I'm gonna do a blood, a uh, ultramarine successor chapter. Okay. So these are the gears were all turned in while in the 10-hour drive here to Nova. Okay. I was like, because beforehand <laughs> I sold all my stuff, and I'm like, I'm starting them fresh, starting new. I'm gonna do an ultramarine successor chapter. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be the Atlanteans. So it's gonna have all the like Roman-esque, Greek-esque like look of the ultramarines, but with some nautical flair. So right now I'm looking for fish bits from like the Ident Deepkin kits. Yeah. So uh, I got a resin printer coming to me next month. So I'm gonna have I got already got in contact with somebody to do some custom shoulder pads. Yeah. For my icon I got with Fallout Hobbies. I'm gonna get some custom uh, water slide transfers. <laughs> I'm going all out. Is it, is it going to be ready by Adepticon? Can we see it next I'll probably year? have some squads and stuff. Okay. I, I picked up uh, the uh, exclusive, con exclusive um, uh, Captain Amulus or yeah. Lieutenant Amulus, whatever yeah. it is that they have at uh, that GW's con exclusive. Yeah. So that's going to be the first one. Okay. i got to wait till I get the shoulder file in so I can print some of the shoulders all out. Right. I want to see this next year. That, yeah. that sounds amazing. It's going to be a little bit more green colored. It, it's going to be like a greenish blue, like oh, aqua colored yeah. ultramarine sort of thing. But uh, I, I like the Ultramarine rules. I want to do a different play on that. I've yeah. done two, two Ultramarine armies in the past for myself. Mm -hmm. So I want to just do something a little different. Okay. I've done Blood Angels too many times. <laughs> That's why I always like my Blood Angels are my go-to Space Marine chapter. But I, I want to do a vanilla Space Marine chapter. Okay. Uh, like a Codex chapter because... Um, you know, I've done. I've I've stuck with the Blood Angels Codex so many times. Like, I want to paint some different. You know, I've never had Centurions before, and um, different things like that. They they came out after I did my last Ultramarines army. So, it's the Atlanteans. They'll be coming. I'll okay. probably have a couple of display models uh, at the booth once okay. once I get those going. Okay. I'll, I'll start with the the HQ. I'll probably do a, like a kill team sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, I'm I want to get more involved in small scale games stuff like you were on. I got I picked up Necromundo. Okay, great, great, great. Here yeah. at the con. Yeah. Um, you but, try Warcry. It's fun. Yeah, we're going to get on the Warcry on on the YouTube channel. Yeah. But um, I just don't have time. But I, I'm going all out. <laughs> I'm going all out on this uh, Space Marine chapter. It's going to be like I've, my business. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the different techniques you can use with a brush, like uh, stippling yeah. or uh, dry brushing and things like that. Um, not everyone knows how to use a... So you say you buy, you know, Games and Gears brush set. Mm -hmm. Those aren't, like, inherently going to explain to you how to do those techniques. Can you explain how you would take a brush you buy and start to translate into the skill of dry brushing or stippling without, like, a specific brush that's, like, built for that? Um, well, I mean, it's... A lot of it is, uh, you know, stippling is just, like... 
applying the brush over and over again in rapid succession mm -hmm. to apply more dots of paint together rather than a brush stroke. Mm -hmm. So if you think about like an ink dot printer, it's just a bunch of little dots coming together in, in rapid succession. Um, but like a, a very common and really cool thing that's happening right now is a lot of people are stippling first and then dry brushing the paint after it's being stippled. Oh. So that's like the new hotness. Really? Yeah, I think there's uh, some some big things going online. It's like stippling a, like enough to get a little bit of texture on a surface, and then kind of dry brushing that to like get a little oh, bit like, of texture. Like some groove. Oh. Just a little bit. Um, I have seen some work being done with that, and I've, I kind of played around a little bit with it on the. I did a gorkonaut over there. Um, it's just very subtle, just a little bit of texture, but stippling is. It's really good. I, I like doing it on weathered stuff. It's like my, my business. Okay. I, I, all orc stuff, I usually start off with like a good foundation of um, rusty colors. And then I start off with like a sponge. And I'll, I'll go in with some metallics with the sponge over the rust colors. So it gets this like rusty metal. It's like already good to go. And from mm -hmm. there, I'll use stippling um, to start adding paint. So it looks like it's not clean paint. And I want it to look like paint that's kind of been chipped off or not beautifully applied because yeah. orcs aren't going to sit there and take the time. <laughs> orcs aren't painting in the lines. Orcs are just in there taking brushes. They, they probably only do stippling because that's how they think that paintbrushes are working. They're just grabbing the paintbrush and jabbing it in like a stabbing motion into into whatever they're painting. I, I just don't see orcs like clean brush strokes. They're just grabbing a brush, <laughs> jabbing at it. They're like, we bashed the paint in. You know, that's what the orcs do, so that's what stippling is. Just pretend you're an orc and grab your little paintbrush <laughs> and go for it. So you also talk, touched on something else I wanted to bring up, and that's using uh, painting techniques without a brush, so sponges. Yeah, I love uh, a good, I love a good, like, pluck foam. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my, that's my business. I, I could do, I've done a lot of, like, uh, terrain mm -hmm. using that method with, like, you know, Deptus Titanicus terrain. Mm -hmm. I'll just go in with some browns and tans. I love doing it with metallics, and, and, I, and a lot of people like using sponging for weathering and stuff. I'll start a whole model like that, just sponging all sorts of different colors. Just get a palette, mix your paint up together so you have a nice little selection you go through, go through and uh, <laughs> just stick your sponge in there and go crazy with it. So can you explain to people who uh, may not know what you're talking about okay. what exactly this method is? I mean, it's, it's just uh, it's getting a sponge and sticking it into paint. You kind of blot it off a little bit onto a paper towel so you don't have it overloaded a bit too much. Mm -hmm. But when you apply the sponge to it with the paint, it adds a bit of texture. It adds, you know, it's not a smooth surface of paint. You're adding a little bit of texture to it. It's a, very similar to what they do faux finishes on walls, like house painters will do that to get a nice texture. Have you ever been like a major Italian restaurant brand oh, yeah. over the country? <laughs> a lot of times they'll have that all over their walls. Yeah. They won't look like a nice smooth wall it will look like it has a little bit of texture oh, like it was like a stucco okay yeah so you can apply a, a bit of a texture to it and texture is so one of the key elements of design is texture so like adding texture just makes it more visually interesting than a flat surface so a sponge is a quick easy way to do it i mean you can give it to a toddler and just have them go go for it it's it's, it's pretty simple to do just Hire yourself a little toddler, give them a sponge and paint, go to town on it, because it's just going to make it look more organic and more natural. Awesome. Okay. So another thing I wanted to ask, um, because I've had this question a lot, and I don't know a really great way to answer it. When you're using lighter colors, like whites, yeah. yellows, 
uh, with a brush, it's hard to put it onto a model and not without an airbrush and not look like there's brush strokes on the model. Um, but I've seen all of your models and that is not a problem. How do you achieve such a, a smooth over, like a smooth coat on a model without, you know, you know, it looks like an airbrush, but it's not an airbrush. I mean, having the right brushes helps. Okay. Because um, you can get some, you know, like some synthetic brushes, it just, I don't know if they're too thick, but it'll cause brush strokes. But thinning your paints down and working in a layer system. Okay. Like, if you want to do white, don't start off with just white. You got to start off with a gray. Like, I, I like Celestra Gray from GW. It's a good, like, um, base coat with a gray, or mm -hmm. um, I like um, Monolith or um, Pro Acryl, the warm gray, the, the new paints that they have. Um, I really like that as a, as a starting place for white. Uh, with yellow, it's about the same thing with like a tan, a light tan color, like a um, like a Zandri dust or something like that, okay. and then work yellow into there or a brown. Like the old thing was Beastie Gore brown and then yellow. I don't think Beastie Gore brown's a color anymore. No, I don't think so. But um, you know, you can use um, a, a brown as a base coat and then work your way yellow. Averlin Sunset is a miracle is a miracle paint. Like. I would be bashing my head in if it wasn't for that yellow. <laughs> so get yourself some GW Averlin Sunset. Mm -hmm. That's good. Like orange is another difficult color. Yes. Um, I love Jokiro orange, but it's oh. it's a dull color. Yeah. But they had blood letter. Uh, so I used to use that. So now I got to try around contrast paints, find the right orange. But if you did Jakira orange as a base coat, then you used a little blood letter, blaze over it, you still get the snazzy orange paint that you yeah. want. Yeah. But because um, the, the Jakira orange is a little <laughs> bit dull. But it's all just building up from, from other coats and applying them super thin with water mm -hmm. and just being patient with it. Okay. The, the, the brush strokes are going to come because you're trying to rush it. Okay. It's all about being patient, working, building up the layers, and working yeah. with thin paint. Okay, interesting. So then the next question on top of that is once you get to that point, you've got your base coat, and it looks good. A lot of people also have problems with small details. So, you know, you've got your purity seal, for example, or a small wing or small little things. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, uh, it's too small for me or I, I, I can't get it quite right. Um, do you have any recommendations on how to do smaller details on models? Well, you, you, need to have, uh, you need to have a good hand and arm support, whether it's you tuck your elbow in a little bit more to just kind of stabilize your arm a bit, or maybe if you have to lean up against something just to give your arm and your wrist and, and the, the support you need to be steady, especially if you have some issues with a shaky hand. Okay. So you, you need to sometimes like tuck that elbow in, get it real close to your body, help your body and, and your body structure help support your arm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is brush control and having having a good paintbrush okay. helps. Um, nothing boinking. Any boinking is just going to mess up your details right away. So you need to have a good brush. <laughs> we need to work on this shirt. <laughs> yeah, avoid the boink. Avoid the boink. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's just get that, get that elbow, tuck it into your gut and your side, get that support, get in really close, bring the model up to your face mm -hmm. so you can see what you're doing, get good lighting and a oh, good brush. Yeah. You know, all, all of those things are going to contribute to you being able to, like, have the control you need. Yeah. Um, and that, that's really all it comes down to. Brush control is Thank you. It's king, and you can't buy brush control. Right. You can buy tools that help you, um, you know, once you get your brush control down. But it's just, that's just practice and putting the hard work in. All right. There's no, there's no easy method no. to that. All right, so last question. 
last time we met, you introduced me to the hobby holder from Kit. Yeah. And you totally use that. Um, what are some of your favorite... I mean, I use that thing religiously now. But what are some of your favorite uh, non-brush-related tools that help make your uh, painting experience better? Like, if you didn't have it, you could definitely say, like, it's not nearly as good. Um, a, la- a lamp. Okay. Like, I've been here at the convention without a lamp and by the end of the day my eyes are like bleeding okay i think i had like my yesterday i looked in the mirror after after painting but the third day in a row 12 hours here at nova in, in the poor lighting yeah it's like besides the brush of like right now I'd do anything i give somebody a hundred dollars for a nice lamp right now i'm like hey sam lens let me let me buy your lamp <laughs> off you but he showed me the one he was using i was like man i gotta get that what is it i don't know it's, he said he got it off of amazon pretty cheap off of a major website, pretty cheap, and um, it was portable, battery powered, had daylight and night, like uh, had yellow and white light on it. It was foldable, put right in my paint kit. I need it because it's, it's killing me. So a light is probably the most important thing. A dead, I mean, a table. You need to have that would help. A chair is good. <laughs> So those are all helpful tools. I mean, you're talking about basics. I, I love having um, some pluck foam. So if you get like a, an army case that has pluck foam, save all of that. Never throw it away. That, no, that's no. black gold. Yeah. In the, it's like dark gray gold in those boxes. Um, I know a lot of like the privateer press kits used to have them, so I'd always save those little squares from the blister packs. But that stuff's amazing. Um, I really like oil paints. I mean, that's that's not really those. A lot of some people um, use them. Some people don't. Like oil paints are amazing. Um, the little paint spinners. I found those are good. They have electronic paint spinners for mixing paint. Really? They they sell them at some hobby shops and stuff. <laughs> the little powdery powered like they're like a drink mixer. Oh. It's like a little tiny blender. But those are fun because you can like dip them in some brown or some like blood for the blood god or something. Like get it and then just turn it on for a second. You'll get this blood yeah. splatter in a straight line. Okay. There's there's a million things, a million tools out there, and I I have this mind where I just like it doesn't matter where I'm at, whether it be like CVS or like a pharmacy in the makeup aisle or a hardware store. I'm always like, what can I use here? Okay. Like, you always got to be thinking about ways to innovate things. Yeah, okay. Uh, makeup industry stuff is amazing. Really? Yeah, like whether it would be some, you know, large dry brushes or just weird tools, weird sponges. They have a lot of like really tight shaped sponges, like angled things for makeup. Okay. Um, so I'm always looking through the air. And I, I think I look at the weight makeup aisle more than my wife does. I'm like, oh, look at this. Let me get those. Let me get those brushes or whatever. She's like, you're weird, and I'm like, I know, but it's all applicable. <laughs> does that does that makeup brush trick work as a dry brush? Oh yeah, they're great. They're really great. I mean, I like the Games of Gears one because it's small uh, to do like fine detail stuff, but I'm doing longer things. I, I, I just might as well just grab a 59 cent dry brush, or I mean, I was 59 cent makeup brush. You get like 100 for 20 bucks. <laughs> And, uh, and then you have dry brushes for the rest of your life yeah. for, for big stuff. But the Games of Gears one's awesome because it's small, but uh, you got it's good to have a nice big dry brush. Okay. And, uh, yeah, makeup brushes are amazing. Yeah, okay. So I'm an advocate for the cheap makeup brushes. <laughs> well, I want to say a big thank you for your time. Yeah. Now, you do work for Stiff Neck Studios, which we did not talk about at all. Do you want to you know tell us a little bit about that company and what uh, what products you offer so stiff neck studios is a uh it's a really good team of people um 
we're, we're all very talented artists. Um, and uh, what I like about Stiff Neck Studios is that it, it, they, we don't paint down. A lot of companies have like, there's a lot of painting services out there, but a lot of them have like, oh, this is a, a level seven or a level eight paint job, or like this is this is like a, a different grade, and they're very obscure, confusing, hard to understand uh, painting levels and systems and tiers. It's like I wouldn't feel as a customer like, oh, I got the I got this whole army done. It's amazing. I got it at the lowest level that they had. I feel real great about that. So I wouldn't want that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want any customer to have that. So everything we do is display quality. We have one level. We keep it simple. We don't try to confuse you with like nickel and dime here and there. All the models, all the armies we do, we have free resin bases are included with them. So you don't just get you know a little sand glued onto it. You get a nice resin base. Those are all included for free in the in the in the army. So we'll do the assembly, the magnetization, the painting. We take care of everything for you. We offer a discount if you purchase GW products through through this. So we can go ahead and order the stuff. If you're just like, hey, I want this as an army, we'll take care of you. We'll get it all sent to you. And it's all done to an amazing standard, the display ready. Everything that you see on display here, the Warlord Titan, that's our standard. People are like, wow, this is amazing. I'm like, no, that's that's how we do everything. We push each other. We're, we're a team of artists, and we all push each other to do amazing work. And uh, we want nothing but the best for the customers. Our slogan is, we take the pain out of painting. So we keep it super easy for you. We give you, if you want super high quality work and without a hassle, uh, we have amazing turnaround times because the, the group of artists are, we have a lot of artists working for us. So we have amazing turnaround times right here in the States. But we'll handle free shipping. We'll take care of everything for you. So we just really like to be your one-stop shop for amazing stuff. Wow, okay. We, keep, we take the paint out of painting. If it's, it's legitimate, we'll, we'll make it easy for you. All right. All right, so the last question I have for you. What is the next big thing that you're going to be working on in 2020 because it's going to be about what six months until Depticon, and that's going to be you know you're going to LVO, but the big big new thing is Adepticon 2020. Yep. So do you guys have any game plans or ideas for what's coming out of there? Well, I'm going to keep working on uh, amazing quality stuff with Stiff Neck Studios, mm -hmm. getting some people hooked up with some awesome armies, and um, we're going to probably you'll probably see a couple more Titans floating around the Games and Gears booth. I'm going to work with Sam and. Uh, you know the the warlord titan's awesome up there, but maybe maybe a nemesis warbringer titan or reaver or something. Oh, all, all done up the same way. Oh. He, he wants to have more. He wants to expand on that. So you might see some interesting things at the games and gears booth. Okay. Uh, personally, we're working on the Atlantean Space Marine yeah. chapter. You know, we'll be working on possibly some Age of Sigmar stuff with chapters of hope. So all all, all, all the grounds are covered. We got. Amazing work from Stiff Neck. I'm going to keep knocking that out. But it's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to Depticon this year. Yeah. Come by the Games and Gears booth. You'll see me there. Come by the Stiff Neck Studios booth. We'll have uh, all sorts of stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have some nice surprises okay. set up for you. Okay. Some more. I want some more big stuff around the booth. All right. Uh, we have the... Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, Games and Glory channel, but Jeff will talk to you about yeah. that. And that, that you'll want to check that out. We'll be doing some painting videos for that. But it's going to be a, a nice, a nice year coming ahead of us. All right. 
So here's the curveball question. Sure. You know it's coming. Okay. Are you guys going to ever do classes? Because you've got the experience, mm -hmm. you've got the knowledge and the tools. Well, Will you be able to impart that knowledge into other people who want to learn? Well, Stiff Neck Studios does amazing classes. Uh, we have classes at Adepticon, okay. at Nova. Um, using games and games brushes, um, but yeah, definitely sign up for Stiff Neck Studios class. Okay. So those are those are amazing, and so we leave that we'll we'll leave uh, the the painting, the Stiff Neck Studio side of everything. And we'll handle all the classes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Can't wait to see Thanks, you guys Ron. at Adepticon. Absolutely. Check check out the booth. See some awesome stuff. We got to work on that Boink shirt for next year. Boink. Yeah. That's <laughs> Avoid, the the boink. Avoid the Boink. Avoid the Boink. All right, here we go. All right, I'm here with Jeff at the Nova Open from Games and Gears. Now, previously we talked about brushes and painting and techniques, but you and your team are also working on a Games and Glory YouTube channel that's going to focus on uh, video content for a lot of different games, including Kill Team. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear more about uh, how that came to be. Okay, so Games of Glory, uh, uh, you know, we're all gamers ourselves, and um, which is a broad range of games from 40K to um, Warhammer Underworld to Kill Team, uh, Warcry is coming out here. Uh, uh, myself, I also play even card games uh, like Star Wars Destiny, Warhammer Champions is uh, another GW, and. Um, like Keyforce. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do a broad range of games so that we have one channel that people can come to and experience the Warhammer 40K that are also GW fans for that want to do Warcry and Kill Team and Warhammer Underworlds. You know, all games that we love to play. Uh, we just wouldn't come up with a channel that provides kind of an all-in-one experience. But we also wanted to not show a lot of competition. We wanted to show armies the stuff that not everyone was, uh, not everyone uh, plays. Mm -hmm. We want to come up with new ideas and concepts for um, how the game is played. Yeah, sure. So, you guys have created this channel. When is it going live so people can watch? Is like is it available now? Is it coming in like you know Q4 2020? What are we looking at here? Yeah, it's actually available now. If you go to YouTube. Uh, dot com slash games uh, the and symbol and glory uh, you'll be able to uh, go to the channel and see it awesome um, it's actually available started two weeks ago oh wow just in time yeah and we're already jumping in numbers we already have a lot of people on board to see what we have to offer so since this is a fairly kill team and skirmish game so we like war cry necromunda yeah. stuff like that um what kind of content can we see since it's not competitive? So we're at Nova, you know, there's a lot of Nova, uh, the Grand Championships and stuff like that. Um, but for people who are getting into the game, mm -hmm. want to learn, are we going to see like matchups? Are going to see like uh, team comps or like, you know, team building? Like what kind of content is going to be coming out from your channel? Okay, so yeah, we'll be doing everything from um, building an army. Uh, we'll be starting out with like starter lists. We'll be doing, we will be doing competitive lists, but we don't want to concentrate the channel just on one thing. We want to be able to offer uh, different views of all the things that are offered. Um, so, you know, beginner stuff, um, team building. Uh, we'll be seeing different teams face each other. Um, what's nice about what we're doing is everything that we're going to be doing is campaign based because we feel that. 
you know, it's we, we want people. So, for example, it's like uh, we might have like the untamed for war cry facing off against another team, mm-hmm. and let's say the untamed are just they're, they're winning. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be able to base a, a scenario campaign off of it. it's like. You know, something like the Untamed have come into the world <laughs> and they're trying to get glory from this place. You know, we, we want it to be an experience instead of just jumping right in the game and kind of showing off the armies. Because, you know, a lot of people do, uh, you know, it's. I, I feel that it's like the campaign would kind of dr- bring people in. It's like uh, for. Like if we have like 40k, for example, uh, we have Blood Angels versus Dark Eldar or something like that, you know, and we'll do like a campaign of 50 points or 50 power points. Uh, see, that's one thing we're going to do with like 40k is we'll do power points instead of just a point list. Right. Because um, not a lot of channels do that. I feel that maybe we can ha- offer a little something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that it's like we have a 50 point team then all of a sudden it turns into a hundred team 100 point team then 150 you know there's a campaign of seeing this army go from uh one world to another looking yeah. for you know yeah 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 so something we we're talking about uh, before we were recording is you're going to focus very heavily on showing and telling while doing your content because if you watch uh some bat reps They'll just show it and be like, all right, I moved here and I did this thing. And I moved there and did that thing. But they're not explaining what they did with the tactics or the yeah. abilities. But you guys are going to focus on all aspects of the game. So yeah. is that focused on, like, casual people or new people? Or, like, what is the point of that? Because it's such a unique perspective that not many people are doing. Right. Yeah, so, uh, like I said, um, a lot of people jump right in the game. They, they go over the list. Um they go over what the army has and then they just kind of go into play uh we want to be able it's like we want to point our direction towards the beginners as well as the pro players for because it's like a lot of channels uh a lot attend to this crowd but not the other you know we want to be able to where you come to our channel for example us showing off a lot of the cards for like 40Ks, like the scenario cards, showing off the uh, objectives. We want to be able to show that on screen so people can listen as well as see. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trying to think. Sorry, I'm losing. Um, totally forgot. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so something I saw... Hopefully you can edit that. <laughs> Um, you also are doing other games that are not Kill Team, which a lot of people who play Kill Team play other games. So you yeah. have like card games like Keyforge, Destiny, uh, Champions. Um, I know Sam was saying eventually you want to expand into other things. Yeah, so, other games, yeah. like the potential of like say uh, X-wing Legion, yep. Malfo. Like what is it? Like you're just starting now, but like there is the potential to grow into multiple different things, right? Yeah. yeah so uh, objective over this first. Um, six months to a year is to kind of see what we can handle okay. uh, going into the editing for this is quite a bit especially for because a lot of channels focus on one thing uh, we're trying uh, a multi range of things I mean obviously from card slayers which is card games to like 40k you know yeah, to- totally different platforms um, so our goal is we're starting out with some of our favorites and then we're wanting to expand 
uh, over the years into other games like uh, uh, Warcry is going to be coming out. Um, I know we have Kill Team up right now, but we're wanting to focus on Warcry as well. Uh, we're wanting to expand into like Star Wars Legion, X-Wing. Uh, but probably what we'll do with that is down the line we'll come up with a different channel okay. that's more focused on like the FFG line. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we plan to expand over the years and hopefully uh, draw on more attention. So what are some of your favorite parts about working on uh, this group, working with this crew to produce uh, really interesting and unique content? Oh, it's great. Uh, what's great, I, I work with Sam. Uh, he's the head owner of Games and Gears. Uh, we just, we're both game lovers. We both have so many uh, familiar, you know, we just, we like so many games mm -hmm. and we just play game from game to game to game just all different types it's nice being able to work with him and come up with the concept of this multi-gaming channel so i know a lot of people who listen to our show are um across the board we've got you know experienced players new players and people who are like i just saw this thing about kill team i listened to an episode and you know i'm kind of interested in getting started but i don't know where to go um, as the channel grows, will you have the capacity to interact with uh, your listeners and your audience if someone says, hey, uh, how does this work? Or, hey, I have this team, you know, what would you say is good or bad about this? Like, is there the growth potential to have not only pre-produced content, but like live interactive content? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so one of our main things right now is as we're growing, uh, you know, in all of our videos, we're asking for people's feedback. Uh, we want, you know, this channel is not just us. As we've grown over the years, been, you know, our thing. We want everyone involved that watches our channel to want to come to be a part of it. We want people to ask us questions. Hey, what do you want to see? What armies do you want to see? What different factions? What different uh, pieces of the army? Uh, it's like, what cards you want to see? Uh, examples uh, we have our painting channels like what do you want like what do you want to see painted what techniques do you want to add to your own uh, so that's one thing that we're going to be focusing on uh, we have our patreon uh, that will be doing a lot of extra content that's not on YouTube so for example it's like our card slayers a lot of our games are two out of three games you'll see a video on YouTube but to get you know for the extra content We'll be throwing like three times the amount of videos on Patreon. Um, and all that support will be going into um, more stuff, more gaming stuff. Okay. We're going to be having a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. So how frequently will uh, content be coming out on these channels? Is it like a weekly, monthly, bi-weekly kind of thing? It'll definitely be week, uh, weekly. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be doing set days okay. uh, just because there's so much content. So, you know, but I know for sure that we'll be posting almost pretty much daily. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So th the content's not going to be slow. It's not going to be like you see a 40K game here, then two weeks later there's another 40K game. We're yeah. going to be posting 40K games daily. They'll be on our YouTube channel or on our Patreon as well. So that's just extra content. Mm -hmm. um, we're wanting to concentrate and do a lot of videos. You know, that sounds like a, <laughs> a lot of stuff to go through. A lot of time, man. A lot of time. 
you know, that's like my main focus is that. Um, and hopefully we can grow and be able to put out more content, you know? Okay, so last question, this is more of a me question. I think other people will want to know, um, but I like watching people get new product and analyze it specifically rule books. Yeah. Um, but I'm really not interested in when people like literally read through the rule book, you know, like right. the three hour. So are you guys gonna do things like that where it's like, oh, here's a new codex, here's a new battle tome. You know, we're gonna go through the highlights, you know, we're not gonna read the whole thing, right. uh, but we'll cover like what's relevant and how it's applicable to, you know, players and stuff like that like is that kind of a thing that might come out here in the future oh yeah for sure okay yeah we plan to um yeah so i'll start with like card slayers we plan on showing like the box opening kind of showing what's in there but we're not going to like show everything like all the cards we're not going to go through everything yeah um i mean go through like the basics you know make sure that uh, when, when we do open up stuff you know we're going to show on the screen because we want people to see what the card does besides that. And then like 40K, especially like all the rule books and stuff coming out, we want to uh, concentrate on like the main points. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna sit there and read the book. Right, right. But obviously it's like, you know, why are you buying this book? What's this gonna do for your army? Right, yeah. Right? Well, cause there's a lot of people who either do all of it or so little of it, or it's like all opinion. Yeah. And you just kind of want like, what's the, what's the nuts and bolts? What's new, what's impactful, and is it good? Because sometimes, you know, a codex might not be great, but no one will tell you. They're just like, you should buy it. I'm like, why? Right. Yeah, well, Yeah. we're not going to be like, you know, this is a must-buy. You know, if we're, we're going to tell you the cons, we're going to tell you the pros. Okay. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, I think to be real to someone, I mean, you got to be real to someone, you know. Uh, so, yeah. What we plan on doing? All right, very exciting. So, last question here: yeah. uh, Any big concepts or ideas coming through the channel between now and Adepticon? Because we're going to be there, and we're going to ask you, "Hey, how's it going? What's new? What's fresh?" I know you just started, but I also know you have that—you've got that year blueprint ready to go. You know, is there something we can expect to see between here and there? And you're like, you know, big surprise. We're going to do, you know, X, Y, or Z. You better be there. You're not going to want to miss out on this. There could be something. Oh, there could be something. Could be something. Okay. Uh, you know, we are we are already planning uh, way ahead. Uh -huh. uh, oh so, yeah. So I mean, we've been playing this for a year. Yeah. And we just came out with it two weeks. So we, you know, the process for us is trying to make this perfect mm -hmm. because we want something. It's like the quality of the video. Um, what, what's awesome about the quality of video, well, like what we've done, is just the few videos we've posted and then we're getting feedback from people, we've already changed those videos to, you know, be better. Okay. So that's the nice thing about what we want to do with our content is, you know, let us know what you guys want. We will make that happen. So where can our listeners find your content? Okay. So if you go to youtube.com slash and go to Games and Glory. Uh, just make sure the and. Yeah, you can find us at Games and Glory, but just make sure to do the little and symbol. The ampersand? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I am really excited to see what you guys come up with in the next couple of years, uh, especially between now and Gen Con, because we've, like I said, we got Warcry. We just got the new Slanesh. Yeah. Uh, we got a whole bunch. Of, we got Sisters of Battle. All Battle. Are you going to be doing Sisters of Battle? Is that a thing? Can we? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We, we have 
So it's nice about like um, a lot of our guys. We, we all have nicknames. Okay. So like I'm the cerebral assassin. Uh, you know, it's like we really get in character. It's like I'm the cerebral assassin. I will defeat you. And, you know, it, it's just kind of <laughs> it's just funny. You know, because I mean we talk crap all the time. So you guys are gonna be seeing a whole lot of crap talking yeah. uh, between me and the general because <laughs> it is literally like every show like he likes to make fun of me because he'll wear his champion's medal yeah. around his neck and he rubs it in like oh man so the games are be really interactive okay all right um, <laughs> i i am so excited like when i first saw it i'm like this is cool but the more you guys have so much personality yeah. um you know just being able to just you know smack talk between each other um but it's honest, yeah. and I think that's going to be something that really brings people in because a lot of things are just too pre-produced, yeah. and it's it's too fake. Like, right, right. so like, uh, I'm just I'm so excited. Especially I want I'm ready for your sisters of battle. I am so excited for sisters of battle. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm totally excited for sisters of battle. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have an army of that. Actually, we'll probably have that. But I mean, as soon as they release stuff, I mean, we we already have another army. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it's the old stuff. But. Uh, you know, it'll be awesome. All right. Well, thank you all so much. It was a pleasure hanging out. Can't yeah, wait pleasure, to see y'all guys in Adepticon. Oh, yeah, Adepticon. So we'll see you next. All right. So, for glory. <laughs> for the emperor. <laughs>